Welcome to the Happiness Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. When we enter a new relationship, whether it's a dating relationship, a marriage, a friendship, or a new job, one of the things we have to do is consider how is this relationship having an impact on me, positively or negatively, particularly in regards to our happiness. We're here to explore how to be happy. And this lesson, this podcast, is going to be about how others can greatly impact us in regards to our level of happiness. As much as we may want to influence them, they too can influence us in both positive and negative ways. And in today's podcast, I want to share a story, a very powerful story, about a study that's been done all over the world to really show the influence or power that other people have on us and our behavior. There was a psychologist who worked at Yale named Stanley Milgram who wanted to see the influence of authority on other people. So what he did, he had three people in this study. Two of them were part of the study and one was just a subject. The subject came in and the first pretend subject was a person in a lab coat, a white lab coat. And he or she told the subject, like you and I, I want you to administer a shock every time the person behind this wall, who you can hear but you can't see, is going to answer a question wrong. There were a bunch of questions, and the rule was that each time they answered a question wrong, they were administered a shock. But the trick of this study was that the shock kept getting stronger and stronger. And it actually reached a point where it actually would kill the person. And they were told this, and they understood that this was a consequence that they reached this level, you know, a very dangerous high level. So the experimenters wanted to know, and again, the person behind the wall wasn't really being shocked. They were part of the part of the experiment. The only person who didn't know anything about the study was the person administering the shock based upon the person in this white lab coat telling him or her what to do. So the purpose of the study was to find out how far or how long would the person keep administering the shock until they stopped. They said, no, I'm not doing this anymore, and would walk out. Now, the lab person in the white coat would keep telling them shock, 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 you know, they were just telling them to keep shocking them no matter what the consequences were. And the person behind the wall would pretend that they were getting shocked to the point of death. So the question to ask ourselves, and they asked a lot of scientists too at the time, how far would people go? What do you think? You think one out of a hundred might shock all the way to death? One out of a thousand? What do you think? Well, back then, they, before the experiment was done, they asked a lot of scientists the same question. And the overall consensus was, or the, the mean consensus was, 1.2% would shock all the way to death. So incredibly small percentage, I mean, almost negligible. What do you think? Well, this study, as I said, has been done all over the world repeatedly, again and again and again, in very many instances, not just at Yale, sometimes it's at a variety of situations. But it's the same overall emphasis of, if a person in authority is telling you what to do, how long will you listen to them and say, you'll say, no, I'm not doing this anymore? What do you think? Well, they have, over the years, looked at all these studies, and they found that between 61 and 65% of the people shock all the way to death. 61 to 65% of the people shock all the way to death. That is amazing. But it's a lesson for us. It's not to judge. I mean, again, that means that most of us, half over half of us, if we were in this study and didn't know what was going on, would shock all the way to death. I know we'd all say, I would never do that. But I, what I'm emphasizing here and how this relates to happiness is to show how much we are influenced by people 
that we're around, that people have a huge impact on our lives. And if this is true, which this study is showing, that of course people that we spend time with influence us, the question to ask ourselves is, who am I hanging out with? And are they having a positive influence on me to help me be a happy, whole person? Or are they going to have a negative influence on me? Because the truth is, they are going to impact us, period. To some degree, sooner or later, what they're doing and who they are is going to impact us. Now, we are going to impact them too, but there is going to be an exchange there of influencing each other. So, are we surrounding ourselves with people that are living in the present moment, which is part of being happy? Are we surrounding ourselves with people that are kind, which is part of being happy, that are positive, which is part of being happy? Are we surrounding ourselves with people that don't have attachments, which is part of being happy? Again, all the things we've discussed in this podcast over the years, what are the people that we're spending time with? Or what are we watching our TV? Or what are we thinking about? All of them matter. The music we listen to, it all matters is the point here. So if we choose to be happy, we have to ask ourselves, how are the relationships that I'm in right now, the job that I'm going to, my family, everything that I'm exposing myself to, are they having a positive or a negative influence on my life? Because they're going to have one or the other. They're not going to not influence us. We are going to be influenced by people that we spend our time with. Think of it this way. We probably all know people that we consider really great, kind people that get in relationships that are dysfunctional. And perhaps, I don't know if you know this, but perhaps the partner they're with is experimenting and using drugs And instead of helping the other person get out of drugs, they start using drugs with that person. And that's just one example of thousands. But we are influenced by the people that we spend time with. They are going to have an impact on us. So to say that it's neutral, it doesn't matter, is silly. I mean, this study shows that other people impact us. The question is, how? Is it a good impact or is it a negative impact? And if it is negative, is it time for us perhaps to set up boundaries or maybe pull away from the things that are negative? Think of it this way. Lifeguards, whose responsibility is to save people's lives, when they go out to the water and try to rescue someone, they never give them their hand. They give them that red thing, and then they hang on to that red thing, and then they pull them to shore. If they give them their hand... Yeah, they might be able to save them, but that person might also have the lifeguard lifeguard drown. So the first thing we need to do is just acknowledge that, yes, when I'm in a relationship with a person or doing something, it's going to matter. It's not going to not matter. It is going to matter. It's going to influence me. I may be able to say no to it. I may be able to stand up to it, but I may not. I don't know. And it's not a judgment. It's just more, hmm, these things are going to impact me. It's a lot like food. Yeah, we can eat french fries sometimes. We can eat burgers sometimes. We can eat malts and candy sometimes. Sometimes. But if they become our main course, we are going to be influenced by them. A little bit of something is okay. A glass of wine once in a while is okay. But having three or four glasses every day is going to lead to problems. It's the same way. If we have a friend that's pretty caustic and critical of us or others... Maybe we can do a dose of them once in a while, but if they are the main person we're hanging out with, we are going to be influenced by them. So here's an example of it again. Work. We all go to work, and we spend a lot of time going to work. What is our work environment like? 
Is it a positive environment or is it negative? If it's negative, it's going to have an impact on us. Think about police officers. Again, they do a great service, but their jobs are very difficult because most of the time when they show up, people aren't happy that they're there. They're angry, they're upset, and they're not pleased with the police officer. So they're surrounding themselves with a lot of negativity. And over the years, I've worked with many police officers, and that environment is very hard on them. It can greatly impact them in negative ways. Or lawyers who have a very challenging job. Again, often it's antagonistic, it's harsh. They have, as professionals go, doctors, dentists, lawyers, they have the highest suicide rate. Again, I do believe because their environment is negative and it's hard. So what we have to ask ourselves is, okay, who am I spending time with? And is it having a positive or negative influence on me? Because it's going to impact us. And if we surround ourselves with things that are positive and loving and learning how to be happy, it's just inevitable that we're going to start getting healthy. It's like going to the gym. You can't go to the gym and work out without sooner or later start getting in shape. You can't have salads and eat greens and veggies without sooner or later start feeling better. It's the same way with our environment. As much as negativity can influence, so can being around positive, loving things. Exactly the same. So as we assess our life, here's the key. Assess and say, okay, everything matters. I get that. So what is mostly coming in right now? And can I begin to change it if it's, there's more negative than positive coming in? Can I start surrounding myself and putting myself in situations where the energy and those around me are much more positive, loving, and supportive than negative, critical, or harsh? If we do that with time, we're going to change. We're going to be positively influenced instead of negatively influenced. The way I often see this is when I lead a retreat, particularly if it's a longer retreat, for a week, the people at the end of the week are doing so much better. They're calmer, they're more peaceful than when they came in because it's a week of solitude, it's a week of quiet, it's a week of being with very loving, kind people, and that week can transform them. The key of it is not just to transform our week, but to transform our lives and acknowledge that everything matters. Little doses, no problem. A lot of doses, it's going to impact us. There's no way we're not going to be impacted by these things. So as part of our quest for finding happiness, let's choose to surround ourselves with not people that encourage us to shock people to death, but encourage us to be loving, kind, and live well, mindfully in the present moment. We can do that if we make choices of being around people that support us on this quest. But there's another very important lesson that we can take away from this study. We don't know which way we're going to choose in certain situations. I mean, if over half the population can make really awful, heinous decisions in regards to other people's lives, the wisdom would be to say, I don't know which way I'm going to choose. What I'm really going to try to do is not put myself in situations that require me to make decisions that are so incredibly impactful on my life or on others. Let me use an example to illustrate. I don't remember how I met this guy, but his life story was really memorable. He came out here with 10 other guys to do surfing from Florida. They wanted to surf as much as they could, and that was their focus. They weren't worried about getting careers or developing you know, their professions. They just wanted to surf. Well, because they were living such a carefree life, they decided that what's the matter with using drugs and alcohol? So they did both. 
and with time it really changed some of them. It had been about 20 years since he'd been here, and he and one of his buddies ended up getting into the business world and were working in regards to surfing, but were making surfboards and things of that nature. But he said that eight others all ended up being homeless. Some of them were dead, but they were all, at this point, homeless or dead 20 years later. I mean, that's quite a shocker. I mean, could you imagine if eight of your ten friends were homeless or dead right now? It'd be quite a shocker, wouldn't it? I think what's important here is not to judge, but to realize who we hang out with, what we do, matters. And yeah, it's great to know that willpower will work when we make decisions, but we don't know. Perhaps a better decision would be just not to try it. This is especially true with alcohol and drugs. When we excessively drink or do drugs, the consequences can be devastating. Yes, it'd be great to be strong, and no matter what situation we're in, being able to say no and not pull that trigger that causes another person to die, like in the study, but we don't know. What I see so many times over the course of my work is young people who go off to college and now instead of having their parents to come home to every day telling them what to do, they can do whatever they want. And then they're invited to parties and they're excited to be with their friends and have a good time. But at those parties where there's drinking and sometimes drugs, bad things happen. Sometimes, not always, of course, but sometimes they do. And they're life altering. Of course, they didn't intend to go to the party and have something devastating happen, but it did, and it's changed their life. And I'm sure they also thought, well, I can be strong, I can make good decisions, and they don't. We just don't know. So another option, instead of being strong, is to say, I don't know how I'm going to do in this situation, so how do I put myself in situations that don't have the potential for a serious threat? There's so many ways this can manifest. And the biggest thing is not to say, I can be strong, but to say, you know, I actually may make a poor decision here. So how do I make sure I'm not putting myself in situations where I can make that poor decision? It's self-awareness really at its core, aware that, yep, I can really be a jerk sometimes. So how can I make sure that I'm in situations where I can't be a jerk? And a lot of it has to do with who do we hang out with? Who do we spend our time with? We are... We are going to be influenced by others. And yes, it'd be great to positively influence them, but we don't know. Another option is to say, hmm, I don't know what this relationship is going to do for me or to me. It actually could be bad because of the decisions this other person is making. So I'm going to pull away from this relationship and try to find relationships where they really are trying to be healthy, kind, and loving, and just surround ourselves with people like that as much as possible. I know we can't all the time, but it can be really helpful to surround ourselves with people that are loving and kind. I remember once being on a bus trip, it was years ago with a friend of mine, and we had just come back from a long trip up on the mountains with a bunch of other young singles, and they started talking about something, I don't even remember what it was about, but it was very critical and harsh, and they asked me my opinion, and I said, you know, I apologize, I wasn't really listening. And I just went back to doing what I was doing. I think it's important to not think we can be strong when people are critical, when people do things that are negative. But what we can do is avoid situations like that, wherever it may be. If it's at our work and people gather around the, the coffee table and perhaps gossip, 
if it's things we watch on the news and it clearly impacts us, if it's the music we're listening to, or the main relationship we have in our lives, are they a positive influence or a negative? We're going to do better surrounding ourselves with people that make choices that we are also pleased to be making. It's just overall better not to be strong, but to make choices where we're with people making choices that we want to be making too. So really the key lesson that we can learn from this podcast is we don't know how we're going to do in situations. We may make some choices that are really not healthy for us. The wisdom comes from realizing that we may make those choices and instead we're going to put ourselves in situations where the choice outcome is good and positive. Making good choices is great, but being wise about our decision-making process is even better. Self-awareness is the key. Thank you for joining me on the Happiness Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the world of happiness, please go to www.happinesspodcast.org. That's happinesspodcast.org. If you're finding these podcasts helpful, when you go to the Happiness Podcast page, you'll see in the left-hand column a little icon that has a Yelp on it, Y-E-L-P, and a G+, which stands for Google+. If you click on it, you can leave a review about this podcast. Until next time, accept what is, love what is. Is workplace negativity holding your company back? Many teams are seriously handicapped when employees feel negativity about their jobs and lives. Productivity drops, costs rise, customers get cranky, and your job as owner or manager gets a lot more difficult. If you've been trying your hardest to improve productivity, sales, and profit, but it just isn't happening or it's going slower than you want, workplace negativity could be the culprit. It turns out a happy team gets things done. Work gets completed, done right, and ahead of schedule. Creativity goes way up, and you spend much less time putting out fires. Finally, your team shares your vision and works their hardest to make it reality. Dr. Puff's corporate workshops go deep to help your staff find the key things that are making them unhappy. We will help them learn how to be happier, love their jobs, and get work done better than ever. To learn more, visit www.successbeyondyourimagination.com where you can schedule results-oriented training for your company.